our generation, whether you want to call us Generation X or the generation born in the early 70s to the early 90s, will go down as possibly the best generation ever. Bear with me. We started the conversion of the world to computers from the square IBM or Apple computers or the cordless telephone to the big phone you had to drive around with in your car to now be able to wear an earpiece and talk to someone across the world or carry on conversations in your car through the speakers to laptops being outdated to carrying around basically the capabilities of a computer in the palm of your hand. Our generation oversaw that rise. We saw the rise of when Michael Jordan first flew through the air like nothing we had ever seen and even seemed cooler in slow motion to the whole NBA full of athletes that can now perform the same acts, even adding their own flair. We oversaw the growth of equality, no matter the flaws still seeping through, the growth for women, people of color, at least the perception of evening the playing field from the top heavy world we entered. We saw the evolution of cars and planes, their relevance of trains, and almost the extinction of maps on pieces of paper. I say our generation will go down as the best because we bridged the biggest gap in history. Rather good or bad, the astronomical jump things made on our watch was never done before and can never be duplicated at the same magnitude. One of the examples of things that can be both good or bad, according to how you view it, is the evolution of the church. You see, our generation is the king of believing the generation before us did everything wrong and we were going to adapt on those things and make things a lot easier for us. Make it so we don't have to watch what we say as much be more comfortable in our own skin. I'll raise my kids this way or that way based on what I had or didn't have growing up. You see, our parents saw a way that worked and was just the way things are done. And we started the way of asking why. This doesn't hold truer than in churches. When we grew up, we didn't wanna go to church. Very few of us were born and wanted to go to church. I believe we all thought of rebellion one time or another, but most of us were forced, or let's not say forced, we were expected to go to church. You had to dress a certain way. Everything was done a certain way and the change was blasphemy on the invitation to leave the church. There were few churches to go to here or there the services were hours long. Everything was a process. Then we got to an age where we made religious decisions on our future, or most of us wanted to see what the world was all about. And some mixing and matching in there and everything shakes out. And we look around right now, that place where there was one church, one mind, everything was this, everything was that. Our generation has taken that over and has spread churches like wildfire with different thoughts, different plans, different ways of doing things, all serving the same master. And they pit against each other. You know, you have this church is wrong because they believe this or this church believes that. But I decided for myself to start my own church because I'm only worried about what I believe. When I walk into your church, I don't ask you, hey, what do you believe? 
so I can make sure I convert my beliefs to fit yours. I walk in the church and it either bears me fruit or I walk out still hungry. It didn't change the spirit that I walked in the church with. The only possibility is to enhance my spirit, but it won't bring my spirit down to hear whatever message you decide to preach. I'll listen with an open ear and let it trickle into my mind if it's something I desire to keep. But if it bounces off the wall of my brain and it bounces back out of me, then I still walk out of the church with the same energy I brought in. I don't have to agree with your message to enjoy your service, and I don't have to co-sign your message to enjoy the way you delivered it. I'll approach every bit of it with the same open ear and open mind because at the end of the day, every church that I set my foot in, I should feel like a member because we all are serving the same God. So I should be able to walk in no matter how people look at me, no matter how people feel about how I'm dressed. If I'm overdressed for this church or underdressed for this church or this church may happen to all be new. No matter how many people turn around the pews or chairs or auditorium chairs where you have to spin your chest around. No matter how many eyes turn to me, I should stand in that church with two feet and feel comfortable because I should be at home. No matter what every individual in that situation believes, we all believe and we all serve the same God. So that church or any church that proclaims to serve the living God should be welcome to another servant. Yet we separate ourselves in so many different sections spread off in all different directions, just based on how we believe that we should worship. This one wants to face that way, or this one should be standing this way, or your hand should hit this motion, or you should begin like this. You shouldn't worship and shout, sing and dance, all based on how we worship the same God. So you can't corner me in a church to say you belong to this church or that church, because I worship however I see fit. If I wanna to drop to my knees and say, thank you, Jesus, then that's the way that I worship. If I wanna twirl around and dance on my toes, then that's the way that I worship. If I wanna sit in my chair and just close my eyes and breathe, then that's the way that I worship. If I wanna face this way or face that way, or spin around in a circle. That's the way that I worship. But we're worshiping the same God. I don't care how you worship him. I don't care what you do to worship him. In my heart, if I care, then I'm just a jealous kid fighting against his brother, fighting against his sister because I'm jealous of the way you worship. But that's not me because your worship is your worship and my worship is my worship, but we all worship the same God. We are serving the same God. You see, we can dilute the membership as much as we want to. We can change the order we do things, cut things out or add this step or that step. We can split hairs on if you should dance when you feel happy, wave your hands, shout hallelujah or just close your eyes and breathe. But no matter the rules you put in place, no matter how you choose to worship, 
We are worshiping the same God. We can look down on the other because they pray this way or sing this way or because the service is this long or the prayer is this short. But no matter how you mix it up, no matter what ingredients you take out or spices you add in, it's going in the same oven. I should be able to wake up on a Sunday morning, throw on an outfit of my choosing, and walk into any building proclaiming to serve the living God. And as soon as my two feet are planted, I can call that place my home. I should be able to worship in whatever way I feel pleases God. Some may place their hand over their heart or just look to the ceiling or at the altar. Some may stand up in silence, close their eyes and let the spirit move through them. Some may utter an amen, legs begin to run, clap their hands, pack the seat in front of them or just crack a smile or laugh. But at the end of the day, we are worshiping the same God. You may have to face this way or face that way, be in this building or this position, use this ritual or this wording. You may have to look this way, dress this way, have no music or every instrument known to man. You may have to only shout during this time, no outburst, stay seated, stand on command, or just sit at attention through the whole service without ever whispering a peep. But no matter how you sing, how you pray, how you preach, or how you worship, no matter where you are, how many people are with you, no matter how you decide to do it, we are worshiping the same God. My generation may have seen the biggest increase in diversity and talent. We may have experienced from the loud cars with the big motors, gas guzzlers with AM, FM buttons you actually had to press to cassette tapes, to CDs, to now electric cars that don't make a sound and music you can stream from around the world right to your car. We may have seen where athletes were making hundreds of thousands to now making a half a billion dollars without batting an eye. We saw a drug problem involve into a, a drug epidemic where you can sneeze and everyone around is a corner boy selling from the luxuries of their couch or even having the reach to sell over the internet. Yeah, we haven't advanced just the good, but the point is we watch this astronomical growth of society. But where I teeter on whether we have been for the good or bad falls on the question of religion, the Christian church to be exact. We've certainly evolved in the songs we sing, music we play, the outreach, we open more doors for people to worship differently. And we certainly have our pick now. But what if I like the way you speak? Love the choir at this other church, but love the way I'm to worship at another. I know I'm welcome to visit all three, but my problem is all three have different criteria for the members. I do have to ask what to wear, where to sit. Can I do this or that? What if the spirit moves me to do this? How do you perform this service or that? The problem is I have to ask because if you don't serve the way they serve or worship the way they worship, your visit at that church may always be only that. But I'm perplexed 
because not everyone worships the same. And if your worship mimics my worship, then are you being true to yourself and God? Because last time I checked, that Bible you read and the words you use all reference the same God, the same Savior, the same path for getting into heaven. We separate, we battle, we fight and judge. But at the end of the day, the God you pray to, the God I serve, the God we dance for or shout to, or just simply raise our hands to, is the same God. Our generation may settle in history as the greatest generation ever. But what will we have history actually say? Did we separate to finally unite and realize that no matter your method, the God we worship is the same? Or by diluting the process, have we just set more ways to separate from other Christians and now compete to get into heaven? We separated from the norm to create something new, but is it really different if our rules are just as constricting? I think it's time we realize we're praying to, serving and worshiping the same God, the one that built us all differently. So in turn, the way we worship will always be different. In our effort to expand and make things more pleasing to mankind, do we forget the reason we get up on Sunday mornings to go to church in the first place? Dear Heavenly Father, the only God I know, I come to you as a united front with the people that work your earth and all believe in you. We may come in different ways, God, say different things, worship a little different, but in our hearts, the goal is still to worship you. God, I ask that you bridge this gap between churches based on race, tastes, or simply the way we dress. I ask that you put like minds together, which should be every mind, because we all alike seeks to please you. I don't know if what I do is wrong or what someone else does is wrong, God. But what I ask is that you take our offerings to you the same. I seek an alliance of your people that speaks volumes to the devil, that we aligned in this war and prepared for the final showdown. God, I know the separation cannot please you. The judgment cannot be pleasing to you. Or to see your people bicker or fight within or between churches cannot be aesthetically pleasing to your sight. God, I apologize and ask for your forgiveness. Forgive me for looking down on this church for size or this church for the minister or that one because the music isn't to my liking or the appearance of the building or members is not where I want to align. Forgive me for putting all my pleasures above the purpose of your church in the first place. Lord, I vow to do better. I vow that I will serve you till the day I die. In any building or piece of dirt or sand on your earth, I will worship you the same. For my worship to you is true. And I thank you for everything you've done for me. No man can dream of equal in the impact you've had on my life. I see you for who you are. The God of Abraham and Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Methodist Church of God, the God of Adventist and Church of Christ, 
the God of every denomination we want to characterize ourselves to be. I know you hear the screams of a mother after losing a child to the whisper of another speaking life into her baby's ear. I know you see the tips of mountains as well as the tiny ant crawling through the smallest crack in the ground. I know you see and hear all things. So hear my prayer, God. I come to you asking for a healing, not of the physical body, but as we say, we all make up the body of Christ. Then right now his body is fractured and pulling in different, all different directions. We need you to heal that body. Guide us. Let your people know what will be pleasing unto you and allow everyone to please you in their own way, whether under this roof or the next. God, I love you and I thank you. And this is my prayer. Amen.